It is the 200 level episode 132 as of yet untitled because we got a ball game in Piscataway, New Jersey, and why not? It's Illinois Rutgers, the most storied rivalry in the Big Ten outside of Michigan and Ohio State, going at it again in a uh, head-to-head matchup that we all probably had a hard time sleeping last night, guys. I don't know about you, but the excitement was off the charts for me, and this game has lived up to every bit of its hype as Illinois is now trailing 20-17 to with, what, about six minutes to go in the third quarter? Midway through the third quarter. We'll get a time here in a second. Uh, but before we get any further into this game, it's nice to actually have a second-half post-game podcast where we can talk about the game. Got to introduce the other fellas. First off, coming all the way from Connecticut, it's Harry Black. Hey, that's me. I'm, I'm that guy in Connecticut. That's, that's right. Me. That's right. Uh, actually, how far of a drive would it be, Harry, for you to Piscataway? Three, four hours? What would it be? Um, I, I drove to New Jersey. It's about two and a half, three hours. Okay, so that's not it's bad. it's actually probably not that bad. But, I mean, probably closer to two hours. Coming live from Champaign, right, Trevor? Are you in Champaign right now? Uh, Yeah. Barely within the uh, city limits, I suppose. But yes, you know, if there was another UConn Illinois matchup, we could have sent Harry as a correspondent to uh, where's that stores? Yeah, yeah, that's in stores. I was actually, I remember when I first came here, I thought about that. I was thinking for every time I would think how we were playing them this year, um, I would be, I I would just think, oh, cool, I'll actually get to, oh, wait, no, it's in Champaign. So, (laughs) you know, just that kind of luck. And also, Isaac, Isaac, are you in Urbana? Where are you? Yeah, I'm out. There we go. Out in uh, on the east east side, uh, Stone Creek. So not don't come. I won't give you my exact address, but I'm. Uh, oh come on, give it to him. Give I'm, it to the listeners. I'm in, in the neighborhood. <laughs> well, that's what we call the growing up to the east east side. I actually am born and raised yeah. the east east side of of Urbana, not probably far from where you are down the southeast. Yeah. Not well. We don't want to give too much information away. Our listeners are insane. Yeah. Uh, but we have a ball game, boys, and before we get into it, Illinois does have, or I'm sorry, Rutgers has the ball now. Uh, we have a timeout here with about four minutes to go in the third quarter. Before we get back, we have another guest today. You guys know her well. It's Rosie getting pets on her second birthday. Oh, 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 nice. <laughs> now, now is it her actual birthday? It is. It is her actual birthday. We got her on, I think, January 8th, but uh, that was eight weeks after she was born. So November 14th, Rosie is two years old. Oh, what a day. Can, can who's, you, can, a dog? who's a dog? There we who's go. There we go. <laughs> okay, well, uh, before we get going into the game, and I, I am truly, I mean this sarcasm aside, I am happy to actually talk about a, uh, I about said meaningful game. I don't know about all that, but at least we can watch the second half with some interest. And as you do, why not? Order a delicious calzone from DP Dough. DPDough.com, they deliver anywhere in Champaign Urbana. Coupon code Mike will get you a $5 calzone. And for anyone that's had DP Dough, you know that's a ridiculous deal. And $6 for a construction or premium zone. Those things are super loaded. And again, I can't reiterate this enough. You don't even have to go anywhere. It's a nasty Saturday in Champaign Urbana. They'll bring it to you. Order online at DPDO.com. Fourth and Kirby, online at fourthandkirby.com. Brand new House of Pain t shirt. Uh, very cool stuff, along with a, a wide array of vintage inspired Illini apparel at fourthandkirby.com. Use coupon code 200 level for 10% off your order. And State Farm agent Brian Hansen, online at brianismyguy.com. Helped us out with our homeowners and auto when we made the move. Easy as it could be, and people that you can trust. Brian and his staff, all local products from the Champaign-Urbana area. So go on to brianismyguy.com. Also, Champagne Showers Podcast Network and Illini Inquirer. Jeremy actually made the trek 
out to Piscataway as we are now 420 left in the third quarter, 20 to 17 Rutgers lead. They have a second and two. Let's just kind of go around the horn here uh, in terms of takeaways thus far. Now, uh, Trevor, you uh, have made a few mentions about Isaiah Williams, how we're seeing these little bits from him, but overall, how would you characterize his performance and how optimistic are you, I guess, long-term for someone like Isaiah? I mean, he's looked good in a limited capacity. It's hard to know. You know, prior to today, you hardly seen him at all. He had, I think he and Robinson, weren't they like basically alternating drives against Michigan last year for Mm -hmm. a few uh, sets in the first half, and then they just stuck with Robinson. Uh, And you've seen him, I mean, we we talked about it on the show this week. Lon pointed out pretty much the best you've ever seen of Isaiah prior to this game was when he was playing slot receiver for a few plays in the Red Box Bowl, the famed Red Box Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so, you know, you don't really have much on him, and I hesitate to draw too much away from this, but he's looked good. I I don't know that he's looked great, but I don't know that you can judge him for not looking great. Uh, He's overthrown some guys. His passing obviously hasn't been that great. He's looked fairly one-dimensional, but, I mean, he's looked good in that one dimension and that he's pretty uh, slippery and elusive. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of QB runs, but they've been successful. So I'll give him like a – a, a B plus with a lot more judging to go here. Yeah, I would say that, uh, and this is not at all a slight against him. He's not the problem today by any stretch. And that's encouraging for someone that's making his no. first start. And as a redshirt freshman, I don't think based on his size alone, you don't need to worry about Isaiah Williams going pro early. He's going to be here for the long haul. So I'm encouraged. I, I would agree with you on a lot of that. Isaac, what about you? Uh, you know, we talk about the lack of accuracy perhaps on some of these throws, but he's made a few. And even as the game has went on and Rutgers has made some, um, I guess maybe a few different changes to their defense at, at the same time, Isaiah is still picking up pretty decent yardage consistently on the run. Yeah, the thing with Isaiah that I like, and it kind of reminds me of a smaller A.J. Bush. I know we've talked about before, but even though his passing might not be top tier yet, hopefully he gets there. He, If you're really good at something and it's working, just keep doing it. Just take advantage of the running ability. Don't try to all of a sudden sit him back there and make him a pocket passer. Um, eventually you're going to need to, you know, run some play action and things once they're biting on the run. But if, if it's working, working, I mean, Hey, we got 17 points. It feels like we've actually had a competent offense. Um, Oh, we just got an interception. Yeah, we did. Um, We did a big play here, but no, the offense, the offense surprisingly has been pretty entertaining for the most part. I mean, Isaiah is just a fun guy to watch and I look forward to seeing him progress over the next few years. Um, but yeah, the the defenses the defenses look solid except for a few big plays. So overall, it's just yeah, nice like we were saying to have a have a competitive game to watch where we're in it late into the game. Harry, I wanted to ask you, and real quick, I'm going to hit a game reset before I get this from you. But uh, Illinois gets the interception. Jake Hansen, it was off a deflection there. It gets the interception for Illinois. They are trailing twenty to seventeen, two thirty to go in the third. So Harry is an offensive lineman. From that perspective, you have uh, either a drop back or you have a quarterback with scrambling ability. And Isaiah is a guy that needs to improvise a lot. So does that, my inclination would be, well, that's great. As an offensive lineman, you feel like even if you miss an assignment here or there, he can make up for it. But is there any added pressure on a line when they know that the guy behind them is going to be that reliant on scrambling and that reliant on the run? I just saw the interception, by the way. So I am way behind you guys. Um, but no, I mean, the closest thing that I ever had to that, you know, cause I really, 
I, uh, I've watched for two different kinds of quarterbacks on both sides of the spectrum, whether it was, um, well, I never really got to block for Nate, but, uh, you, you know, you had Wes who was basically a statue and then you had Chase who liked to move around and really, I mean, there's pros and cons to getting to block for the different kinds of quarterbacks for West, you know, exactly where he is for the most part and you know what you have to get done. So in that sense, it's it's nice that you really aren't ever surprised. You don't have to worry about maybe if you get beaten side and then kind of trying to step down and, and push him, uh, you know, to the side or trying to flatten out um, the defensive lineman's path. You don't have to worry about the quarterback stepping up and uh, getting, you know, kind of you know getting sacked or getting hit right there with a guy like uh, with like West. But then if it is a quarterback like Chase, you know, conversely, it is nice to know that maybe. If you uh, if you do get beat, you can kind of just try to run him, uh, run the defensive lineman, take him where he wants to go, and the quarterback will help you out and make him miss. But at the same time, if you do that sometimes and you feel like you're doing your job, then maybe Chase works up in the pocket, or in this case Isaiah works up in the pocket, and you're 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 seeing that your um, your your block isn't really going to get the job done because. The quarterback. I'm not going to put anything against the quarterback in that sure. situation, but he kind of puts you in a situation where your block wasn't enough, and you're the one who's credited with the sack. So there's pros and cons to getting the block for different kinds of quarterbacks. I would certainly say though that it never really hurts when a guy is athletic as Isaiah has been in this game. This is the first time we've really seen him, and I was telling Trevor that really, from what we've seen so far, I mean, he's missed a couple passes. Yeah, that's that's the case. That'll always be the case for a guy who's playing really the first meaningful minutes uh, or starting minutes in his career. But you've also seen what you wanted to see, which was he's probably the most athletically gifted quarterback that we've had in I don't even know how long, at least in the time that I've been following Illinois and went to Illinois. Um, so that that's something that you can definitely work on you know, or, or um, build upon going forward. And then his accuracy will only get better with time, you would assume. So, um, yeah positives to take away from this so far for, uh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Isaiah Williams is not all that different different type of athlete from the previous Isaiah Williams Juice back in the day. Juice was a beast. Could have played linebacker with the size that he had, but uh, the accuracy okay, well, first off, there was a funny moment there. Isaiah Williams ran for about six yards. Nice little play on second down and got it to third and two. He comes up from the pile making the first down signal. He's, he's a little short on that. Uh, but regardless, he is... Um, at, at the very least, when you talk about the things that he needs to work on, you see quarterbacks in general get better at that. Uh, do I think it's going to get better in the system under this coaching staff? That's where I'm a little bit unsure of. Uh, but he does get a first down here on another quarterback run on a third and one. So Illinois is at midfield with about a minute to go here. Depends on the spot, but it's looking pretty good. A quick reset. He has 140 rushing yards, by the way. Yes. Yeah, wow. no, he's he's an effective runner, and that's on 22 rushes, which you're looking at about six, seven yards per rush. And uh, there have been a few chunk plays, but mo it's been pretty consistent. And that is not something you often get from a, a running quarterback, let alone one as young as him. Now, this one was a decent throw to Barker, maybe a bit overthrown and not caught. Oh, on Daniel the Daniel Barker out. couldn't handle it. Was that was that uh, who was who's the Lisa Byington Byington? Yes. She, yeah, yeah, she called him Danielle earlier. It was weird. Uh, real quick reset. So, Trevor, you mentioned the Nebraska-Penn State game. That is in the books, I believe. Yes, Nebraska hung on. Penn State couldn't get anything on fourth and goal. So, Nebraska moves to one and two. Penn State is now 0 and 4. Wow. 
Um, that is are we unexpected. are we on a collision course for a Penn State <laughs> game Could on be. that Big Ten championship week or Michigan? I mean, <laughs> oh my! God. Well, that's I mean, either way, those are um, that'll at least look good. You know, it's hey Harry, remember when I said Indiana will finish higher than Michigan, and you were like, "What? Did I say that?" Yeah, that was on I our did. pandemic probably, pod. You, you know, you know what I do. Whenever I can't remember something, I tell myself, is that how I would have felt? And you're probably right, because that, <laughs> that does sound like that would be me. I'll tell you what, man. They they own the tiebreaker. They're, They're good. Well, did, did Michigan play yet? No, they didn't play yet. No, they, they played Wisconsin, Wisconsin tonight. Yeah, which should be actually a fun game. And I, I think that Michigan in that game, it's I don't know if I'm going to put money on it or not. I, I, I probably should. I should put, put money where my mouth is here. But I think that that is a desperate Michigan team right now against a Wisconsin team that's been off two weeks. So as as bad as Harbaugh's team has looked this year, this is kind of a last gasp scenario. It is at Michigan, though, correct? Not that it matters as much without fans, but it's, it's at Michigan. It's at the big house. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I think that Wisconsin, two, two weeks off having to travel. I'd be surprised if Wisconsin went in there and steamrolled them. Uh, but then again, Michigan has just, apart from that first game against Minnesota, and we're learning more and more that Minnesota is just outright bad. And that's where you can't really fire a coach because of the transit of property. But last night, that Iowa-Minnesota game had me thinking, how in God's name did you lose to them 41-14? to how did he give up 41 points to this Minnesota team uh, where Tanner Morgan has looked very pedestrian this year apart from against you like every other quarterback? I tell you what, guys, Minnesota's looked pretty bad. I think that's encouraging for when we put – oh. Mm. Oh. And we should no, be – No, don't give up. Well, actually, if something <laughs> more happens, I would rather know now. Oh, okay. Um, no, just... no, no, no. That, that was just me realizing, like, you know, the fan in you goes, wow, Minnesota looks bad. I think we have a chance. And then I was just – Oh, no, we should be, we, we should be two and one. You know, that's what's so frustrating is as I watch this game, I'd love to be more invested in it and think, oh, my God, guys, we and let's even say worst case. Right. Or not worst case. We are in worst case at 0 and three. But let's say mild, mildly bad scenario. You beat Purdue in that comeback and you're one and two or you beat Minnesota last week. However, you get that one win. And then today would have been about getting back to 500. We know Nebraska's getting right. We know that offense is starting to settle in for Scott Frost. But at the very least, there would have been more intrigue going into that game. And I, I just feel like today's game, as nice as it is to watch and actually comment play to play, it is almost like too little too late. And I don't know if that's just me being overly cynical, but it's uh, have you guys been able to get invested in this game like Isaac or I know you're probably you, you got that youthful exuberance that I've I've long since lost. I mean, you, are you feeling it with this game? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I get. I, I'd say I get excited when anything happens. I like to watch the full game. I think like a lot of, a lot of people that have just grown up rooting for the Illini. You act like uh, every game is the Super Bowl for a little bit, and then um, you get a slap in the face usually before halftime. But um, it's been it's been exciting. And back to your point about if we just had one win, you know, the season could look a lot different. And it's not that the whole season is already in the dumps. It's just, again, we've gone back to this a hundred times. You just need to be competitive. So even if we were one and two right now, but we got blown out by Wisconsin and then blown out by Minnesota, but squeaked it out against Purdue. It's like, I'm still not feeling that much better because I don't know. You see even Rutgers Rutgers competed against Ohio state. They, they haven't had a blowout um, this year. So it's just really, I'm looking for that competition, but I, I've been pretty excited today. I mean, it's it's a lot more fun to watch when you have a guy like Isaiah Williams, you know, that could probably break it off at any time. And you just have a lot of these young guys we've heard a lot about doing better. 
Um, so yeah, even though it's we're zero three, Rutgers is one and two. We're playing in front of no fans out in Piscataway. It's it's still a little bit exciting, you know. The young youthful line fan in me gets excited about what could come in the future. And even though we are zero and three, I don't know about you guys, I don't feel the same way I did a few years ago. You know, when we went two and uh, two and ten with before Lovey got there, that was just completely depressing. Well, I, I think um, that to that point, you see enough pieces, and I was thinking about this today. And in my best case scenario, like my my thoughts on Lovey are well documented, but my best case scenario is we see Isaiah Williams rip off another what twenty five yard run there. So Illinois is now in the red zone, first and ten, fourteen thirty to go, and uh, trailing by three points here. Nice run by Epstein to get another first down up to the eight. So Illinois in in position here to take the lead but to that point Isaac you know I'm thinking about the the pieces I do see and thinking oh my god like if, if our coaching staff were just good I think we'd be okay you know and it's like for me the best case scenario and I don't want I feel a little bit bad saying this because this is people's jobs and their livelihoods for especially for some of the assistants on the staff but you know if, if you take this collection of guys even with the seniors that you lose next year and you bring in a coach that won't consistently fall behind 10 to nothing or 14 nothing in games then okay maybe you got the seeds of being a competitive Big 10 West team week in week out as opposed to these little tiny flashes we see that are tantalizing right it's exciting to see these little moments but the the hole is still lacking 20 to 17 here and uh Harry, I mean, you're in a you're in a dogfight with Rutgers. I don't know what to say. Yeah. You're five and you're in a dogfight with Rutgers. I, yeah, I not, wasn't sure who that's not great. No, no, I, that's my bad. I need I need to do a better job directing traffic here. But Harry is, I've noticed some tweets today from Jeremy, and he's he's actually there, and talking about the oh boy, bad snap. But Isaiah Williams recovers it and he throws it. I don't know, guys, if that okay. Fortunately, Barker was in the vicinity, so that will not be. I was. That was some good play-by-play right there, Carl. Thank you. Behind. I know exactly what's going to happen right now. Harry, Harry, what is your background? Did you green screen yourself onto something? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in outer space. Whoa. Look at, me. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, I went, I went to my avatar here because my internet's a little bit choppy. But, Harry, when I try to do that, my green screen, I'll show you, it's, it actually eats my face. It, it goes the opposite way that a green screen should. So if I click on the space like you did... It's my face oh, is gone. Badass, though. Yeah. You can only see your beard. So hi. Oh boy. Third and goal. And that is an incomplete pass. So Illinois is going to have to settle for a field goal here with McCourt and try to tie this thing up with 13 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. But Harry, what I was going to ask you is Jeremy was tweeting. Uh, there was at least one of them specifically talking about the, the vibe on each sideline. Rutgers midway through the second quarter, they're up, they're pumped and all that. And that was when Illinois actually was getting close to scoring for the first time. But Illinois, on the other hand, was very kind of solemn and not all that excited. And when you talk about the temperature of a sideline in a game, what are the individual moments or is it more of a slow burn that can get a sideline reengaged and kind of back into it? Because I got to think now 2020, maybe this Illinois sideline will liven up a bit. I mean, for the most part, it's a game-to-game basis. You're not going to go into a game ever feeling not motivated, not pumped, not juiced. Even if, I mean, like I've told you guys, it doesn't matter what the situation is going into a game. Uh, You could be 
0-8 going up against 8-0 Michigan in the big house. And the second you go run out the tunnel and go down the, on the field, you feel like, why not? You know, why can't we go out there and, and you know, do something special? Um, you know, obviously, a lot of times that's just that kind of we're the only ones that think that's going to happen. And there's a reason for that. But no, you're always going to go into a game with the mindset that you can do something and you really don't start to feel like that's not the case until the game is out of reach or until the game starts to kind of drift off into that out of reach territory. Say you're down by seven, you miss a, uh, you, you know, you miss a field goal. The other team comes down and scores a touchdown, goes up by two scores. Then you start to kind of feel that. And when you're a team that's maybe not looking too good on the season later on in the year, then yeah, maybe that, that sensation will kind of set in sooner in the game. But no, you're always going to go into the game with the, with the thought process that this game is kind of separated from the rest of the, um, from the rest of the season, you know, and, and that it doesn't really matter what's happened up until that point because you kind of put each game in a vacuum. Well, I think if you, if you look at a maybe turning point in this game, Let's say this becomes 14 nothing or 17 nothing in the second quarter. I think we might be in a different position than we are now, but instead, uh, when Rutgers had an opportunity to go up 14 nothing, Illinois did get a, a bit of a stand deep in Rutgers territory. And as a result, or well, let's see, what would that be? Rutgers was in Illinois territory. And they got the stop, and they made it 10 nothing instead of 14 nothing. And I'm thinking, okay, well, that might have been the first idea that, okay, like we aren't dead yet. And er- the longer a team can go without feeling like they're dead, Harry, I think to your point, uh, the more likelihood there is of a comeback. And this would not be a crazy comeback, uh, only down 10 in the second quarter against Rutgers. But when you look at how the other games have gone, you know, by the by the time you get to halftime, it's essentially over. And that did not happen today. So that is baby steps. They, they're showing a highlight from back in 2006. But it wasn't November 9th. That, that actually, I think Illinois opened up at Rutgers in 2006 in August or September, and Illinois got smoked that game. And uh, and I don't know if you guys remember this either. You would have been pretty young, but in 2005, Ron Zook's very first game, Illinois beat Rutgers in overtime. And it was yeah. a Rutgers team that went, I think, 9-3. and three, And Illinois got one of two wins that year in the opener against Rutgers. I remember this the- was was it the 2006 year was the year that Rutgers got up to like third in the nation? I think so with Ray Rice at running yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. That Trevor, Trevor, you were starting to say something? Oh, no. I was just going to say this is the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks early 2010s bowl, right? Because Shiano was fired and then Lovey was hired then Lovey was fired. God, that's right. I forgot that Shiano was – he was the Bucks head coach for a little bit, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, okay, so 2020, here's the game reset with 13 to go in the fourth, first and 10 for Illinois. They took the touchback. I got to say, the special teams, uh, or I should say specifically returning, has been a joke for Illinois today. I know this is Rutgers now with the ball, but that just reminded me of the fair catch at the 13, but then I guess they decided to return it. Regardless, it just I, I don't know what the return game is trying to do here. And that actually, if I think about it, it's weird how this kind of mirrors the Bears' return team. How a lot of the same things that are wrong with each of these teams, apart from the Bears having a good defense, Illinois' offense, not good. Bears' offense, not good. Return game for either. I mean, my God, the Ted Ginn experiment for the Bears. I'm not really sure what this Illinois special teams is trying to do here. 
Wait, 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 wait. Did you say return team as in they just punted or something? No, 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 no. I I was just I was, I was, okay. I was about I, to say because I, <laughs> I just watched us kick off. Yes, no, we just I kicked was, off. It it just reminded me, Harry, of the the sort of non-existent return game that we've had not just this year, but I mean, we'd have to go back to Viangelo Bentley. <laughs> and he was good. He was a good returner. He had a few touchdowns in his career. Dre, Dre Brown did pretty well last year, too. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he did. So it maybe we could have just been a little spoiled last year. He, he had plenty of deep returns, but I don't know why one of these running backs aren't back there. Or would Trayvon Sidney be returning kicks? Do you guys know? if he was Potentially. Healthy? I don't know if he was initially yeah. in the two deep for kick returner or not. But okay, uh, yeah. Kamari Thompson has been back there for a lot of these. Uh, Navarro ended up just catching one of the yeah. punts earlier, which I think he said, screw this. I'm just going to get the fair catch. He was about five yards in front of Thompson. Uh, first down here for Rutgers on a third and two, they gained four on the ground. And it feels like, you know, I, I think next score, next touchdown wins. And that's not really great analysis or anything, but I, I feel like as good as the Illinois offense has been going, if they fall down a touchdown and are asked to go 80 yards or 75 yards, instead of just having to go down and maybe tie it with a field goal, that, that to me feels like a very different kind of game, assuming there's six or seven minutes left in it. Uh, how, how much well, that's tra- Trevor? Of, yeah. You know, um, and this is, a, you know, this is not a fair comparison because by no means as Isaiah shown that he's Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson, but you know, the main problem with the Ravens has been when they fall behind, they have a hard time getting back into the game. Cause if it's say 21 to 10, the Steelers are up or something. You know, Lamar can throw, but it's not his number one thing. And so you're not going to run eight QB options when you're down 21-10 late in the third quarter. And so this is – I'll be interested to see sort of like how Karan had a chance there at the end of that Purdue game. I know he didn't really have a chance because Purdue ended up converting that third down into a first down. But, you know, you can't call eight read options if there's going to be four and a half minutes left in the game and you're down a touchdown. At some point, you're going to have to pass. We got a big play here. Third and 11 for Rutgers. I'll give you some play-by-play, Harry. You ready? Okay, third and 11 in the shotgun. Snap back. Quarterback looking. Throws. It is almost intercepted in the middle of the field. Instead, it is dropped, and that is another punt forced by the Illinois defense. I'm not very good at play-by-play. Harry, <laughs> you're, far more, you're far better than I am, especially at volleyball. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty damn good at volleyball, you know, except for the fact that I don't understand what the uh, the terms are in the game or uh, anything of that nature. But I am, you know, what I think helps me is that I'm really good at BSing. You guys know that's like my forte. Well, we could talk uh, about Major League Baseball trade proposals in a bit if this game goes off the rails. <laughs> oh my goodness, have I got some hot takes for you on the hot stove? You guys <laughs> want to hear it? Don't uh, forget, Harry, that you also called two uh, Loyola game winners within five days of each other in the I NCAA pretty- tournament. Yeah, well, the first one was insane because, like, I literally the first words I spoke were as um, as they uh, Loyola grabbed the rebound and were going down the field. And it just worked out perfectly. It was it was a, like a perfect storm. That was so cool. All right, so we have a timeout here before uh, we get back to game action. I want to remind you, DPDO online at dpdo.com. $5 calzones using coupon code Mike. That's M-I-K-E, not M-Y-K-E, like our one of my favorite line. I, I, I had such high expectations for Mike Henry. I'm really disappointed that it didn't work for him. But I digress. M-I-K-E is the coupon code for DP Doe. $5 calzones, and they deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana. Okay, so Isaac, right now we're tied up 2020. We have the ball. Plenty of time left in this game, about 10 and change. And as you sit here, 
I, I, I got to say, I think Illinois is actually going to win this game. I do. You feeling pretty good about it? Well, this is where it gets tricky, right? I, I had a text yeah. from Austin, and I won't say it verbatim, but I, I agree with the sentiment where I'm in the same territory as I was late in the John Gross era, where you know we all kind of know long-term what probably needs to be done, but we still, as a fan, are kind of rooting for them to win, but then we're worried what the ramifications are if they win, and specifically, if you're Josh Whitman, you know, can you spin, hey, look, we're back. And and it's like, well, yeah, that, that was nice and all, but come on, it's year five. You just beat Rutgers. I'm not too worried about that yet, by the way, because I, I mean. Well, there's a lot of games left one, to be played, and that, and they right, could right, get right. ugly. Yeah, right. absolutely. You'd be one and three with a win over Rutgers. And, you know, ironically, it's that you're talking about John Gross and not wanting to win a certain game, and I believe well, it was the last game that you weren't sure if you wanted to win was against Rutgers. You know what? At that point, yeah. Harry, I had resigned my not resigned myself. They had beaten Michigan State at home, a big win, and I thought, you know what? Let's just make the stupid tournament. And you know, we're here. Let's beat Rutgers, and then we'll get Malcolm Hill in the tournament, mm-hmm. and we remember what happens. But you know, Isaac. So, do do you have that same dilemma, or is it more just very much? All right, here's the moment. I'm rooting for them to win. It'll make my Saturday better, and I'm going to leave it at that. Dear God, first of all, I got to say, I just had nightmares thinking back to the Rutgers loss and Malcolm Hill missing the tournament. Um, I was waiting it was for an airplane, an airplane in an airport. Um, granted, where else do you wait for an airplane? But, um, <laughs> um, and I, they hit a buzzer beater. Anyways, yeah, the thing about Lovey, um, I was talking about this with Trevor <laughs> a few days ago. And obviously, I'm going to root for Illinois to win every single game. But it's like, okay, do we want to put Josh Whitman in a more difficult position by the more, um, the more uh, these guys, the more talented these guys look and they show their um, potential? And then it's just going to put Josh Whitman in a tougher situation. But yeah, again, it's, it is Rutgers. So I'm not trying to get ahead of myself. I feel like if, if we would have played Rutgers week one and we were playing like this, I'd be like, come on guys, what the heck are we doing? But since my expectations have just dropped so much the past month, this feels somewhat satisfying and seeing Isaiah Williams, the kid that we've been hearing about for like three years is finally putting something together is really, really nice. But in the end, Lovey's defense still scares the hell out of me. So um, we all know, we all know, the direction the program needs to go. I'll just leave it at that. Well, I think that's fair. And to me, I'd be enjoying this a hundred percent if I knew that the inevitable or what should probably happen is going to happen. And, and you're right. I mean, Josh Whitman, I would hope that it goes beyond, Oh, we beat Rutgers. So therefore I'm going to keep Levy Smith. And Trevor, you alluded to this five games left against much tougher competition than what you've had the last three games. You went one and two in the stretch of games where at the end of the day, no offense to Purdue or Minnesota or even this Rutgers team, but if you were where you should have been in year five, you should be gunning for three and one right now. And I'm going to be honest, regardless of QB situation, because the defense was healthy this entire time. But as it stands, um, my best case scenario is this team goes three and six as opposed to one and eight or oh and nine. They show little signs of life, but that Josh Whitman is still willing to make that call that he should because if we were to look back at the John Gross era, if we're operating on the same sort of um, expectations um, for your head coach, Josh Whitman made that move after w- Gross missed the tournament by a game. It was the fourth straight missed tournament, right? 
but it was still a halfway decent Illinois basketball team, and Whitman made the call, which I would assume is a hell of a lot tougher back then than it would be to get rid of Lovey if they, in fact, go 3-6 and six or something like that. So that's a really roundabout way of saying that I'm conflicted. I don't know about you, Trevor, but I, I feel conflicted watching this, happy for the guys, but also, okay, don't let this be the reason that we're going to keep this thing rolling. Yeah, no, but I, I think it's a, it's a win-win in the sense that the people that you're seeing play well are your future. And Isaiah, uh, I don't know how long Chase Brown is here because he transferred, right, and is immediately eligible. Uh, I don't know if he's like a junior. But in other words, he's got 90 yards on 10 carries. Isaiah's got almost 160 yards. And so I think it would be one thing where part of the in-season frustration in recent years – has been like, okay, well, A.J. Bush looks fine, but you know at any given point during that year that that's his only year. You don't have A.J. Bush for four years. You had him for one year. And so at least, I guess I would argue, even though it might be somewhat frustrating to think, okay, okay here comes a tweet after the game, like brick by brick, you know, <laughs> building on Oh, it, oh it's coming. It's but, coming. And it, you know that's going to – you can be pre-mad about that for sure. I just mean at least we're watching – you know, metaphorically speaking, the top AAA farm system prospect do well instead of the 37-year-old pitcher do well. Because, you know, when the Wiley veteran goes out there and throws a shutout, when Rich Hill gives you eight strong innings, it's like, whatever, it's Rich Hill. But then when your prospect shows you really good, you, at least you can look forward to something for years to come, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes sense, especially with Isaiah Williams. I mean, that's the story for me. And, and going forward, I don't want a quarterback controversy. I've seen Brandon Peters. We need to call Brandon Peters for what he is. And no offense to Bob Osmussen, a Heisman candidate, he is not. And I don't even know how good of a quarterback he is. He's way too inconsistent. And if this is the offense you want to run, running the ball as effectively as they are today, and I know it's Rutgers, why not just roll with this? Let this be your identity. Let this be... Uh, well, they're very different systems, too, by the very. way. Not to interrupt. But no, I mean, you're right. You know, Rod's, and I'm not, I'm not excusing Rod Smith, but in his years here, he has had to do some massive flips from... You know, A.J. Bush was a very similar system to what they're running today. And then almost everything is reinvented with Peters. Not that he can't run, but you're not really scheming that into the system as much. And now you're back to the A.J. Bush offense again, right? So it's interesting to see. I don't know. We can have a discussion, I guess, if Peters deserves another shot simply because, I mean, Wisconsin looks so bad. I don't know if after what you see today, if you're willing to give him the start. I would I would I would tend to lean towards maybe yes, but I'd ride with Isaiah. Well, here's my thing too. Ultimately, who gives you the better chance to win? I know the easy answer would be, well, it's the older quarterback and Brandon Peters. He got you to a bowl game last year. I understand why that'd be the inclination, but I, I really don't know if that's the case. If we would have come into this game with Brandon Peters. I don't know if I would have just as easily predicted, oh, yeah, you'd be tied with Rutgers in the fourth quarter. And I certainly would have been like, well, Brandon Peters, that's going to be the make-or-break difference. We're going to beat Rutgers today. I, I've never gotten that sense from him, apart from those moments, let's say the second half against Michigan State, and I would say, I guess, a decent chunk of the Wisconsin game last year. But if you look back at that, the offense struggled in that Wisconsin game. They got just enough big plays to win it, but Brandon Peters was not really magnificent for any prolonged stretch last year. And that gets me thinking, well, wait a second. Let's go with the young kid. And if I'm lovey, and I'm thinking, how am I going to sell myself to make sure that I keep this job? I think the best chance is to have Isaiah Williams out there, get better throughout the year. You aren't probably going to win more than two or three games anyways. 
And then Josh Whitman could say, well, look at this. We got the bright spot at the quarterback position. We're going to let Lovey ride for one more time. I, I hope that's not ultimately the formula that Whitman uses, but I, I just feel like, you know, I don't know. I mean, Isaac, do you think that you have a better chance to win with Isaiah? And, and Harry, I want to ask you the same question, uh, whether that be because of the scheme or just because of the fact that it's a running quarterback and in college football, that matters. I personally would enjoy probably watching Isaiah more and Isaiah progress. And again, like what you guys were saying, it all stems from that Khalil Tate Arizona team that Rod Smith has. Um, but the rest of the year, I don't, I don't know this. We got to remember this is the first game Isaiah started. If teams have more film on Isaiah coming in um, the next few weeks, I, I, I just don't feel as confident that we're going to be able to score 20 points and Isaiah have 160 rushing yards. Um, and I would just feel so bad for Brandon Peters. I personally think Peters, because he has a little bit of ability to run, probably gives you a better opportunity to win. Games. I'm going to sneak in here real quick, Isaac, to give Harry the play-by-play. 54-yarder yeah. from McCourt is up, and it is wide right. God. Oh, my God. Now, I got it. Here's, here's one thing, and, and – and, you know, talking about the Rod Smith offense, and it has had moments today, but there are two that I think if Illinois loses this game, we'll look back on. One would be in the first drive of the third quarter where you had m- multiple chances at the goal line and you just kept running between the tackles and getting stuffed. And then finally, in fourth down, you throw it, but you have an ineligible man downfield. I saw Trevor, you tweeted, how how can one be ineligible when you're at the one? But regardless, you you did, and then you had to settle for a field goal. That, that right there, and then what we just saw, when you had a second and two, and you got stuffed twice in a row, and had to kick a long 54-yarder, didn't make it, we're going to look back on that, and I, I know it's hindsight's twenty twenty, but it seems like the play calling, I mean, you know, Harry, I think you can speak to this. If a defense knows your tendency in a short yardage situation is that you're just going to try to run it between the tackles to get it, how much more difficult is it to execute that as an offense when the defense essentially knows what's coming, even if it is only a yard or two? Wait, guys, there's a field goal coming up. Oh, oh, oh please. We could make this one. Do no, your play-by-play. Um, Do your play-by-play for it. Is it just starting? Uh, no, it, it, they, it, as I was saying it, it was up in the way. Okay. But. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, it, it depends. I mean, it is, it is one of the hardest things in the world to block on the goal line because you're told, okay, what do you need to do? You need to get lower than the defensive lineman and you need to get some, uh, you need to get leverage. You need to push them back. Well, if you watch what a lot of these defensive linemen are doing on the goal line, they are diving at your, at your feet, cutting you down and letting the linebackers plug up the holes. It is not hard no, it is not hard um, for, for the defense alignment a lot of those times. And really what you need to do is you need to – God, it was I'm having nightmares because one of my least favorite drills that Coach Tom Bratton used to make us do was he would put these heavy bottom dummies uh, laying down and he'd say, okay, get down and use your shoulder to push these back. And it was, you know, pretty much impossible and one of the just most tiring drills that you could have. But it was kind of effective. It would help you get leverage and it helped you uh, prepare for the goal line situations. But if you're maybe a fourth and one or a third and one 
anywhere else on the field, even if the other team does know that you're running it, if you know what you're doing and you get your assignments done, you should be able to pick up that yard just by, you know, doing your, your assignments and working your, um, you know, working your double teams, you know, regardless of how many people they have in there. Cause for, for every person they have in the box, you can have another guy in there to help block. If you get your assignments done, you should be able to get the push that you need to get uh, one yard. Now, because because you literally do have plays that are designed for one yard. You have power plays. Um, you have lead lead blocking from you know back uh, backs in the backfield. So you should be able to get that. Now on the goal line, it's a completely different story. But you know, yeah, I mean, if if you are anywhere else on the field, you should be able to get one yard regardless of what the uh, what the defense knows you're going to do. We got seven minutes to go. Rutgers with a second and five, but it looks like it'll be about a third and three or third and four coming up there. Real quick round table. We're going to go around and just give me which one you would have done. Fourth and two, go for it or 54-yard field goal. And I'm going to just start by saying, I think you go for it as good as McCord is. That is a long-ass field goal. And and I would think the law of averages would say you still got a better shot at converting two yards. So I'm, I'm saying they should have went for it on fourth and two. Uh, Trevor? Yep, I'm with you. I'd go for it. Oh, oh, Isaac, oh. something something may be happening here. Isaac, what say you? I would have gone for it too, just because with the run pass option, you can really be almost guarantee a couple yards. And McCourt's missed the past couple games, right? So he hasn't been kicking from deep uh, in game very often. So I'd go for it. Hey, hey, Harry, uh, you got a third down. I'm Let's gonna go. let I'm gonna let you do the play by play here, Harry. You got third down coming up. Do you want me to do it the way you guys have done it so far or actually do it? You do your play-by-play, your style for third down. Okay, for, for third down. Okay, I'll do it for the play before. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, that was second down. Now oh, that I'm was second down. Something's about to happen on third down. Yes. Okay. That so was second down. That was what you guys were doing. No, that that was uh, that was your guys' play by play. Okay. Yeah. So right. uh, here's your play by play for third down. This way, because we've just made utterances, we need Harry to let the listener know what just happened. Third and three, Vedral in the gun. 6.30 left in a tie football game here at Piscataway. Man in motion. Claps, takes the snap, drops back, goes long. He's got a man. That one's picked off Illinois going the other way. (laughs) Well done, Harry. That was pretty good. Now, granted, I also knew something good was going to happen, but sure, yeah. at the same time, I mean, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I basically do. I, I've practiced that a lot in front of like Madden and NCAA. So, oh, for but sure. But I'm sure yeah. you guys have too. Uh, Chase Brown oh, yeah. just rattled off a 12-yard run, four yards after contact that were particularly impressive. He kept his balance. So Illinois, first and ten, approaching uh, midfield. By the way, go ahead, Harry. By the way, did you guys like my Rich Little impersonation? <laughs> A very obscure impersonation because Rich Rich Little usually is the one to impersonate other people. Yeah. So it's very meta. <laughs> very meta. Uh, second and nine here for Illinois. And again, close to midfield. But I think they're about their 44, 43 yard line. And uh, five. I'm way five, ahead of you guys. Really? Okay. I don't know. Yeah. What? Yeah, oh, wait. Just, you got cable, just, don't you? They just flipped the coin for me, and it looks like uh, Rutgers <laughs> is going to start the game with the ball. Okay, so the 41-yard line, second and nine here with 5'10 to go. And then, Isaac, you're on a streaming app too, right? Yeah, I'm on YouTube TV. Okay, so I think you and I are probably similar here. What, like second down? You just see the second down play? I just saw the second down play, yeah. Okay, so we got third and nine here. That means Trevor, and this is not all dissimilar from 
this is one of my favorite 200 level memories would have been last late January, or early February, Illinois, Michigan. And yeah. Trevor had gotten the update about IO shot at Michigan before we actually saw it on the Hulu app. So he knew, and he gave me a little acknowledgement that something good was about to happen. And, uh, Isaac had the, the call for the ages in the background. <laughs> All right. Third and nine here from the 41. It's a big, it's a big Time third out. down. Oh, timeout. Okay. Well, as we have a timeout, uh, or like second and nine, that's not even a joke. That's just what I see right now. Hmm. So wait, what is your app, Harry? <laughs> what app are you watching it on? Um, like Fox sports, whatever on, um, on the Apple TV. Oh, okay. Got it. Uh, granted, real quick. Granted, I already knew that I was a little behind because I was watching it on my phone. Then I've switched over to the TV and the TV itself was like 30 seconds behind my phone. And I always know that my, t- my phone is behind you guys. So I'm, I'm like up that Creek without a paddle. Uh, we have a timeout. Is that right, Trevor? Okay, we do. Yeah, yes. we just got, okay, I got a guy go commercial. Yes. No, 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 you're fine, you're fine. As we have this, I'll remind people that, okay, with basketball season coming up especially, get some great swag at fourthandkirby.com. Use coupon code 200LEVEL or the 200LEVEL, either one works, for 10% off your order at fourthandkirby.com. Okay, so we have a big play coming up here. They're patting Isaiah Williams on the helmet. I don't know if he did anything wrong in particular there, but uh, third and nine, Illinois still has one timeout left. It looks like Rutgers has all three. It's It's shaded weird Rutgers has all three timeouts right okay all right so 507 third and nine I'll try to do a decent play-by-play here for you Harry as the Rutgers sideline was that their basketball team or something (laughs) what the hell was that how can you have that many guys on a sideline oh anyway okay snap back shotgun formation Isaiah Williams looking looking for the draw he is going to convert the first down and plenty more taking it all the way up to the 35 to the 33 yard line push out of bounds with five minutes to go moving the chains that was, was that the, your, that'd be my thing, was that I your, guess. Uh, best Brian Barnhart impersonation? Where <laughs> yeah. he, I mean, I, I love Brian Barnhart. I think he's really good. But I will say he'll say something like, Isaiah to the outside, 35 to the 32-yard line. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> no, here is Steve Breitweiser had a great theory about it. And we we all respect the hell out of Barnhart. He is a, he is a very That's good really player. good, player. Harry. But uh, <laughs> that, that's exactly it, where he puts a lot of extra emphasis on fairly menial things so it could be a chip shot field goal and uh mccourt's out and it is good illinois gets on the board it's 41 to 3 we'll be right back after a country financial (laughs) like he says that he gets pumped up 41 to 3 and you just hear in the background like (laughs) that sounded like the i dream of genie theme right there that was he's also really good at tying in the um the sponsorship reads like he'll perfectly sort of just throw in like and a third down conversion first down and if you need a conversion pepsi coke zero for you like he perfectly puts that in the middle of a play another scramble for isaiah williams and speaking of scrambled you know i could really go for some cage-free farm fresh eggs from your uh <laughs> local i don't know they, uh, they have you ever noticed like, how uh, a good scramble head on over to marianne's on neil and green they got that <laughs> one for two option for only three dollars <laughs> one for two one for three dollars that would work the one or the two is. all right here you we go notice how joe buck buys up time by the way where he just says that's before he says anything oh yeah absolutely i i, I like i like joe buck i think he's no, he great 
He's great. Hey, great. Uh, no, I'm here's... not even criticizing him, but just like if there's a hit, you know. Here's the situation. Fourth down, Illinois runs it on third and 11 to get in better field goal position. We can argue that uh, for and against. I understand that they don't feel entirely comfortable with Isaiah Williams throwing a intermediate route or a deep route for that matter, but it's fourth and five. I am assuming that they will kick it, and it looks like, what, they're about the 25-yard line? So this would be a 42-43 yarder for McCourt coming up after the break. Another hey, break it was here. 43 last year to beat Wisconsin. I mean, so many. <laughs> Full circle. You beat Wisconsin at home, top five team on a 43-yarder, and you beat Rutgers yes, on the road as an underdog. I mean, hey, just like last year against Wisconsin, you're an underdog. Uh, we'll just wait, take the wait, same wait. storied place in history. Actually, 43 yards was the Cody Parkey double doink, wasn't it? Yes, but that was on the right hash. This is on the left. I don't know if that okay. makes a difference or not. Now, it, it is going to be a field goal. Rutgers has two timeouts left. They burned one there, which I'm not sure why to preserve more clock. Well, I don't clock think or... they wanted the clock to run down anymore, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's fair. Um, I would think that. Uh... Okay, well, uh, we'll, we'll no! I'll, I'll call the play-by-play. And here's the <laughs> kick, and it is up, and it is wide right again. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. I was, I was waiting for a... Um... What 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 what's his uh, Sunday night or, or Monday night? I think it was back a couple of years ago. Mike Tirico was calling a call for Shane McManus for the Broncos, and it sounded almost like a Bob Menery call because he kicked it, and as soon as it went off the side, uh, Tirico just goes, "Oh, it's not even close." <laughs> <laughs> All right, well uh, that is a shame. And McCourt has uh, first game back since the Wisconsin game, and and he couldn't practice, right? So I mean, like. Uh, maybe you not because because contact tracing means you're quarantined so up until this past thursday i'm pretty sure those guys like didn't even leave their room you now, know what's... if you're a quarterback maybe you can do push-ups but like if you're a kicker there's no way you can practice kicking a ball in your room right yeah i wouldn't think so that that'd get messy pretty quick all right first and 10 close. it was very close first and 10 here for Rutgers of the 28 they got three minutes and seven seconds to get down there and get ambrosia valentino or is it Valentino Ambrosia? Which one is it? You got that backwards. Yeah, okay, yeah, Valentino yeah. Ambrosia. First down run here for Vedral, and this will be a first and 10 for Rutgers at about the 35-yard uh, line. They said in the first ago. half uh, last year, Nunzio Campanella said that Van- Valentino Ambrosia was a good kicker, and I thought that might be my favorite sentence that anyone has ever uttered. <laughs> you got to love these Jersey kids, man. And, and that is a, it is a beautiful name. Valentino Ambrosia is a beautiful name. What is ambrosia? Is it a scent? Medicine. Okay, that's yeah, it's some sort of natural, organic, herbal something. All right, well, he's taking his practice kicks into the net, and it will probably come down to the foot of Valentino Ambrosia with two thirty to go, second and six. Now that is, of course, if Illinois can't get a stop here, you know this game's going to go overtime, guys, right? Uh. When was the last time we lost a game on a field goal that wasn't in overtime? I know we hmm. lost to do on a field goal, but I can't remember. Yep. I don't think I don't remember at least in my time they're ever losing by a field goal at the end of the game. That's a good question, actually. I, I remember distinctly missing a field goal at Penn State in 2010 or 2011. Oh, yeah, and that was absolutely brutal. Oh, I told you guys before that was Derek Demke, and I threw a chair, and my dad had to talk to me about being a better a better loser <laughs> as a sports fan. What now, is the worst Jeff, thing you've ever done out of anger problem. watching sports? You're have to get used to this. Oh, sorry, Harry. I, I stepped all over you there. My bad. Here, what is the uh, what is the worst thing you've ever done out of anger 
from a sports game. By the way, Rosie may stop start barking because Kara just got home here. What is for me? It is a a starch bottle into the wall when Illinois was down fifteen to Arizona in the Elite Eight. And I gotta say, oh, yes. if you're gonna do a starch bottle in the wall, there's no better time to do it than when the best Illinois basketball team ever is about to lose in the Elite Eight. So I actually defend my anger in that particular instance. Uh, Trevor, was that yours? Was the Derek Dimke chair in the wall? Yeah, it's hard to top the uh, Derek Dempke throw throw mom's office chair across the room moment. I yeah. think that's it. Isaac, you you're you seem calmer than than well, us. Um, yeah, I, oh. I've had a sim- I've had a similar talk what? with my. Oh wait, wait, wait. real quick, real quick, real quick, Isaac. I'll do the play by play here. First and ten, one twenty eight to go here. Shotgun snap, and it is another interception. Sorry, that was a very muted. In a, uh, Let's response. Go. That's huge. Nate Hobbs is returning it up to the 45 yard line, 46. Illinois has Ooh. one minute, 17 seconds to go win the game. <laughs> Who sorry. wants to win this game? I really should have made fun, but that was just here to Isaac. <laughs> that would have been a, that would have been what Chris Berman would have done in calling that. I I am first off, credit to Illinois for making plays, wow. but also Rutgers has had multiple chances to actually, you know what? Both teams have had multiple chances to just win this damn game. So someone's got to win it. Three fourth quarter turnovers and go over three on your field goals off of those three turnovers. We're, we're going overtime. McCourt's going to miss another field goal. We're going overtime. Hey, can no, we get no, he missed level? two. So he missed two, so he can have redemption. Okay, wait, guys. I think something big is going to happen on this first and ten with a minute twenty-eight left. What do you know? I called it again. Man, impressive. He goes right. That's a little return, too. First and 10 for Illinois, 117 to go. Isaiah Williams rolling right. He's going to run it for about two yards up to the 48, close to midfield with a minute 12 to go. Illinois with one there's time. A graphic on the, there's a graphic on the screen that says 36 runs, six passes. Incredible. Jeez. And that, you know what? Why not? Why not? In the second half. In the second half. But still, that is a crazy split. All right. So a minute 12 to go, second and nine. Isaiah Williams has 193 yards rushing on 29 rushes. That's. Not bad. And this is going to be a free play here for Illinois. And Isaiah Williams finds Navarro open up to the 38-yard line. First down for Illinois. Or sorry, Casey Washington, not Navarro. And that flag will be offsides. I think it will be offsides. Trevor, you can let us know ahead of time. It looked like the whole Rutgers defense didn't move that play. That was weird. Yeah, one of their guys, I think the tackle came across the neutral zone. I see. So have they still not called it yet? Second and nine. Well, there's plan. a guy that there's a guy that's injured. So. Oh, I see. You know, yep, I saw it's a great be offsides against Rutgers. It's going right. to be declined and a first down. I saw a great tweet, and I wish I could credit whoever said this, but they said, "When I'm when I'm dead and gone, may they bury me to the Fox NFL um, injury theme." Which <laughs> it, it, it sounds like the normal music, but it's slightly sadder. That's like as opposed to back in the day when big hits weren't automatically flagged and they would, um, you know, play songs like Here Comes the Boom after someone got concussed. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the days. Oh, man, new metal. The days of new metal. What a genre. All right, so here we are. <laughs> 37-yard line. That was a nice throw and nice catch. He's from... still down. I think they're going to break now, by the way. so I wonder what the sad Big Ten Network music What is the Big Ten Network theme? Is there one? Um, I, the there, only thing there I is one. think of when I think of the Big Ten Network and their sound effects is the first ever Big Ten football game was the Appalachian State upset. That's and every right, time yeah. someone scored a touchdown, it sounded like there was a, like a horse like bucking and, you know, 
like running up yeah. you know, like a wooden trail or some something wooden. Oddly enough, Harry, I know exactly what you're talking about. Because if you watch uh, the blocked kick, they like they get rid of the scoreboard in the middle of the play and it makes like a yeah. noise as they're returning the kick and it, it ruins the highlight for me. But anyway. What, well, I will say that call, like, like I, I'm not a big fan of hyperbole, but I really like that call where the guy says um, Appalachian State with one of the biggest upsets in sports history. And because like you can <laughs> I mean, it was big though. It was big. So many occasions. I was Imagine watching being the Big Ten Network, right? Where like I'm sorry. you're you're thrilled <laughs> that your first game is that, obviously, because it's like a forever highlight. But you've just created this network to honor the Big Ten teams, and then you watch literally the worst loss in a, a Big Ten team has ever suffered. I mean, I mean, <laughs> but like, what other losses are worse than that? Losing to a non, like a, an F, a non FBS school when you are not only ranked but favored to go to the national championship that's what people forget about that team they were fifth in the nation they weren't just the you know oh michigan ranked michigan it was like absolutely like they didn't even give you a point spread i think because it would have probably been what like minus 50 i yeah i mean and that was really kind of appalachian state i mean they've become a great program since and they're d1 now right or they're fbs yeah they're sunbelt now okay so here here we go the game is going again the clock is running we're at one minute and counting first and 10 for illinois 37 yard line mccourt is getting ready i get the feeling that lovey and rod smith are going to be playing this pretty close to the vest they're taking their time here and uh oh boy trevor just had something but i can't gauge no 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 i just no, it wasn't anything specific. I just, they really, uh, they're oh really milking the clock no! here. It's 40 seconds to go here. And I just heard a no boy from Trevor shotgun snap back to Isaiah Williams, hands it off to chase Brown. No, it's a fumble and it is going to go. Who has it? No one signaled yet. No one on either side. Josh, it looks like I'm this on the edge of my seat. It looks like this might be Rutgers, according to their indications. Trevor, don't say anything yet. We'll see. Oh, my. Well, Isaac might have given away there. Rutgers ball, according to them, about three or four of their guys. Damn you, Isaac. Oh, my. No, they're still talking. And they are. No, I just, like, am in awe that you fumbled. Okay, well, the, the refs are talking about it. I have the TV on mute, but the ref is saying something. This oh, is a... <laughs> one ref just pointed and... Illinois direction. <laughs> it looks like it is going to remain Illinois ball. Well, this oh, will probably go to God. review. So we'll have a first and Rob, we'll a second down play. If Illinois keeps it in about five minutes, I'll take That's this opportunity. I'll take this opportunity to remind you that, uh, the 200 levels brought to you by state from agent, Brian Hansen online at Brian is my for all your home auto, uh, life business renters, whatever insurance needs you may have go to Brian is my Now looking at the replay, it does look like Isaiah, fell good, on top of it and we are good second and 10 yeah, yeah. but the clock is running and only one timeout. Illinois needs to get some yardage here they're running Isaiah Williams to the right he will get up to the 32 do oh, you do, do you go another play you got a timeout but there's a flag and this may come back we'll Every see time that, like, you know, yep, like after, that fumble, after that fumble all I'm thinking is this quote from I think it was the Vikings play-by-play guy when Brett Favre threw an interception in the championship game. Yeah. And he says, <laughs> you can take a knee and try a 57-yard field goal. <laughs> like, that's an ideal situation. <laughs> Wait, why were, we, 
why were we wasting time like we were on the time? Because you know what? This is lovey. This is lovey. This is the same crap. It is a great question. You had the opportunity to not not put it in the okay, here's what they were doing. This is why it pisses me off. You were yet again going to rely on the foot of a kicker. And yes, I like McCourt, and he's got some big kicks for you in his career at Illinois and a huge one back against Wisconsin last year. But it's college football. We see time and time again, and even in the NFL, do not rely on the foot of a kicker. And if you do, you damn well better get it close. So they wasted 50 seconds of game time where they could have made an effort. Penalty, and now they need to get a quick crossing route or something in there because now you've wasted so much time, but you're almost backed up to the 50 because of the holding. Oh, my. Okay, well, let's see here. This is... I don't... Isaac, is that just a... No, no, no. I'm, I'm on par with you, Carl. <laughs> okay. It is, Isaac, uh, you are terrible. I am sorry. <laughs> but every time I'm watching this and I hear, like, Trevor trying to be, like, kind of level-headed and just kind of not give anything away, and then it's, oh, no! <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm at the same it. time as Carl. Yeah, yeah. It's just, oh, wait. We, we, have, just... we have a timeout from Rutgers here. So they're icing... Oh, no, they aren't, actually. They're actually getting their defense set up. And I'm guessing what they're going to do, I mean, if you're Rutgers, you want to just keep Illinois 35-yard liner back. You'll give up short routes. You'll give up the middle of the field, whatever it may be. Illinois with one timeout. So there's one play here before you kick it, and you're forcing your quarterback now not to gain three or four yards, but you're really asking him to gain 10 to get in field goal range. And but you didn't need him to do that. You didn't you need to. wasted 50 seconds. <laughs> so here's the thing, guys. This is, um, as I just got a text from a friend, this is hard to watch. I mean, it, it's fun bad. And here's what I mean by that. And I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to throw water on anyone's parade here. But, you know, let's say Illinois wins this game. It's going to be kind of like a funny win. Not The way that these last few minutes have unfolded and two missed field goals and setting up for another one here. Hey, hey, don't give anything away. I won't. Fair. That I won't. means you, Isaac. My okay, well, I'll, I'll, give the, I'll give the play-by-play. It's second and 18. From the 45-yard line, Illinois needs about 10 yards here. Uh, I'm guessing in order to feel pretty good about a field goal. Oh, I and... thought you were saying they were setting up for a field goal. No, 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 no. Okay, so here's the snap. Shotgun snap back to Isaiah Williams. He's looking right. It is caught good, and completed good. to the 28. Nice throw and catch. Again, that's going to yeah. be Washington. All right, nice little game for him. So that's like a 20-yard pass right there, isn't it? Wow. That was about a 17-yard pattern, and it was a great little quick out. 16-yard completion. Good route and good throw. So with seven seconds to go, Illinois still has a timeout. The question is, what hash do you want it on? And Isaiah Williams and uh, Casey Washington may have bailed out some pretty questionable time management from Lovey. Hey, guys, we're we're looking to cover. What was the spread? It was six, right? Yeah, I mean, unless you go overtime. Yeah. I'm ahead. Do you want? I mean, to make a noise on this kick or not? Nah. Make an over-anxious noise. Like, like, did, like, make it so that I can't even tell. Why did we call a timeout? <laughs> Seven seconds to go, third and two. We just call the timeout when it's either run to a certain hash or run one more play to get closer. Instead, they were caught in the middle of indecision as to whether or not they wanted to run a play or not. And you got to know that. To you got to know that. That's a joke. That's also, that's also, I mean, I haven't seen it yet, but what that could also be is maybe one of the coaches sees uh, they're lined up 
in illegal formation and they just call a timeout so they don't take the five yard penalty. But they weren't they weren't even in formation, Harry. I think it's true that they just weren't sure oh. what to do. Well okay. then that's just asinine. So uh, Trevor, yeah. you can make a goofy try to make an indecipherable or undecipherable sound where we'd have yeah, to guess it's good. Freezing him. We'll have to okay. wait another minute. Yeah, there we go. But hey, yeah Trevor I'm standing up like the basketball games. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Trevor, you uh just making try to find the most odd utterance you oh, can gosh. make. Okay. <laughs> Sounding like Scooby Doo over there, and that'll <laughs> when you make that, then I'll start doing play by play. But yeah, they're trying to freeze McCourt here with seven seconds to go. So Illinois is going to kick it on third and two. Twenty twenty, Illinois Rutgers, as always, a close competitive game between these two. Um, you know what's so sad is both of these programs have such old football history, but I say old history, not good history. You know, like it was started in Rutgers and then we had Red Grange. But other than that, both of these programs, okay. not, not so good. <laughs> they started, the football started in Rutgers and Illinois. Huh? Had Red oh, so we just had a Tim Allen huh? from Trevor. That could be good or bad. Here's the snap back, 47 yard attempt. The snap, the hold is good. The kick is up and the kick is good. Illinois is going to one and two or one and three on the year. Damn you all. I well, I say that. Three seconds to go. Three seconds to go. So three we'll times see. And we know how good uh, Rutgers is at lateral, boys. So oh, God, uh, that's right. Back they, a minute. Two weeks in a row they've had weird special teams plays. All right. Uh, well, there we go. Uh, Illinois is in position to win the first game of the year, and that was a, <laughs> that kick was true. on the sidelines. They look like it's like the same reaction shot for when they beat Wisconsin. Here's the reaction. We're just getting the reaction shot. McCourt needs to write a thank you card to uh, Rutgers quarterback for throwing that interception. Those multiple interceptions. That was, yeah. Well, first off, the kick was great, but you're right, Isaac. I mean, that that was Rutgers. And actually, Illinois damn near did it when they fumbled it, but Isaiah did recover it. But man, both of these teams in the fourth quarter were like, no, you take it. No, you take it. No, 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 no. no. You take it. You take it. But hey, that's the first time Illinois has led this season. Hey, wow. Kind of like last year against when it was the first time they had trailed all season. <laughs> okay, so if I'm Rutgers, I guess the, the decision. showing the lateral play from the Indiana game just to remind us what Rutgers is capable of. That's fine. I mean, here's the thing. If you're Rutgers, do you immediately go down on the ball and then try to run a play from scrimmage? I would think that's a little no. more. No, you try no, to win the no. kickoff? Because here's the thing. You don't want them to have a set defensive play in mind where they set everyone back there at the own twenty at their own twenty yard line. You want to put it so that you have your best athletes out there and not five linemen. My well, favorite lateral doesn't matter, guys, because he boomed it five yards out the back of the end zone. So oh, okay. It well, will be a set play. I don't. I don't mind that because then you can at least get your defense set. As kickoffs can get so weird. So, uh, Rutgers will get it from the twenty-five with three seconds to go, and they got to do something nuts. They got to get nuts. Call Otherwise, them because win. they need to be nuts. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm we do so need to start lost. thinking of names for this, though, because we only we had a few mostly for if Illinois lost. We had pissed well, that away. It, uh, isn't Isaiah's nickname Uno or one because it's the first win of the year and he's number one? Hmm. Mm, yeah. You can call yeah. Uno with an upside down exclamation point. Hmm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> well, cuz it's Spanish. Call it Spanish Uno language. And put the enye over the n even Ooh, though it's not pronounced. Uno. It's like uno. what's uno? uno. You know okay, what I've never been able to pronounce? Put an umlaut over the u. 
No, no, I've never. I think that just makes it more of an ooh sound. I've never been able to pronounce when an A has an Enya over it. Okay, so here's Rucker's play. It's probably going to get nuts. It's a little hook and ladder. And oh, there's a fight. Well, okay, so the game's over. It's over. It's over now. Never mind. Wow. Are we okay? Let's see this fight here. What was happening was the Rutgers guy here was trying to lateral the ball backwards, but like eight Illinois defenders basically like grouped up on him so that he couldn't pitch the ball, and he threw himself down on the Illinois sideline, and there was some shoving. Well, we know this much. Illinois is not going to go 0-9 this year. They get a win (laughs) at Rutgers. Lovey has four wins against Rutgers in his career, and he has four wins total against other Big Ten teams. (laughs) <laughs> so we got that going. Well, let me make sure that's correct. Uh, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Purdue, and Michigan Minnesota. And Michigan State. So he has won five other Big Ten games against teams not named Rutgers. And you're right. He's beaten Michigan State twice. And they're all in the Big Ten East, more or less. Except for one against Minnesota, one against Purdue. Yeah. Right. So he, he has an above 500 record is what I'm saying in the Big Ten against two teams, Rutgers and Michigan State. That is correct. Yeah. Too bad we can't play them every week, especially this Michigan State team, because that actually probably be a win. All right. Well, uh, Illinois is one and three, guys. What are your initial thoughts, Harry? What, what say you? My initial thought is that I'm not even sure if you guys can really hear me very well. Because You're in the car, aren't you? Is- no, you sound good. You sound good. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, I mean, I, I'm sad. I'm glad. You know, you win a game against Rutgers, a team you think at the beginning of the year you should have, and then. Going into this game, I mean, I had told Trevor last week after seeing how they had played Ohio State close and played um, played Indiana close. Well, Ohio State wasn't really close, but they made the score look good. Um, seeing those, I kind of went into this game thinking that we weren't going to really show up or really have this game even be that close. I was worried that was going to get away from us pretty early, and it looked like it was going to when it was 10-0. But at the end of the day, I mean, you get it done. And, you, you know, it's a gutsy win. A win is a win at the end of the day, especially on the road. So... I mean, no complaints. No complaints for me. I mean, your quarterback went in there and didn't really throw the ball at all and was still able to get a win, and you got to think he's only going to get better. So on in that regard, it's encouraging to me. Yeah, I, I think encouraging is a decent word, especially when it comes to quarterback play. Trevor, what, what say you? I'll take it. Isaiah looked good. The defense got some turnovers for the first time this year, and funny how when the turnovers come, the wins come. That mm-hmm. seems to usually go hand in hand, which is – part of the criticism and or problem we're facing here. But you know what? A win's a win. I have my Saturdays always feel better when there's a win. Penn State is now the lone winless team in the Big Ten. So I will take it. Isaac. Yeah, I'm feeling it's just nice to know that I just put, you know, three and a half hours into quality competitive football and that Rutgers was I mean, they're a better team than we thought they were going into the season um, and granted they only have one win, but they're decently more competitive than they thought they would be against Ohio state and Indiana. Um, And it's really nice. I just remember a few years ago hearing the news about Isaiah Williams and just thinking how awesome it was to get a top, top 100 prospect out of St. Louis. That was an awesome running quarterback. So it's nice to see that come full circle and have Isaiah pretty much win you a game offensively um, on the road. So yeah, it's just it's just satisfying to see a competitive football game. Yeah, at the end of the day, I think the big story today is Isaiah Williams. And when we come up with the title, I mean, we'll have to maybe think of some. I mean, Uno 
or however any other variation of it, I guess, could do. But no, I, it, <laughs> make it make it unio with an unlau over the u, enye over the n, and a little apostrophe or a little dash over the o, so that it's not a word that even exists in English or any language. I mean, it is it is encur- I think the word encouraging, Trevor. You may have been the first one to say it, but it is because that is your quarterback of the future, right? Whether it's Lovey or somebody else, and he's one and zero as a starter. And yeah, there were some, you know, mistakes there. He's a little bit loose with the football, but you know what? He rushes for 192 yards. That's more than even Juice ever ran for. I'm seeing here in the That's Big Ten the Network. all time by an Illinois quarterback. Yeah, and we've had, you know, in the last 20 years, we've had a, a couple de- decent running quarterbacks. So I think that the positive you take away, you got a quarterback. Um, I think you got to roll with him this year. I, I really do. I, I don't think that you need to try to do this go halvesies with your offense when you got a guy like Brandon Peters in there. Are we drop back? Are we, uh, do we let him run a little bit? No, just go with the, go with your bread and butter. And that's Isaiah Williams. That's running the ball. The offensive line came together pretty well in the second half there when they had struggled really early in this game. Uh, now long-term, you guys know my concerns. I don't want Lovey to be the coach anymore, period. And I think that this season as it plays out, you're looking at a two and seven or three and six team, but Here's my best case scenario is that you continue to see progression from Isaiah Williams. You continue to um, see uh, progression from some of these skill players, many of whom are coming back next year. And that at the very least, if you have to make that change at coaching, and I, I hope you do, that you don't go into next year thinking we're the absolute pits. Instead, you think, well, we got this piece, we got that piece, and we got a good young quarterback. So play, I'm, I'm hoping for the love of God, keep playing Isaiah Williams. I don't need to see Brandon Peters anymore. I don't know if you guys are in the same place as I am with quarterback position, but yeah, I, I want it to be the Isaiah Williams show going forward. And I, I, I'm not trying to be a, a prisoner of the moment when I say that. Thank you, Carp. Yeah. Uh, Isaac, what do you think? Who starts next week? If, if you had your, if you had your say in the matter. I, I'm definitely playing Isaiah. You might as well ride the hot hand. You just feel terrible for Brandon Peters because of what he did last season. And then, I mean, nobody could have predicted COVID. It's not like he even got a blown out knee or anything. It's literally like he got caught in the pandemic. So you just feel really bad for uh, Brandon. But Isaiah's the guy the fans want to see. Isaiah's the guy Illinois fans have been pumped for for a few years. So put him on the field until maybe he starts making a bunch of mistakes and then put in Brandon maybe to just throw a few times. Now, so- I will say to Isaac's point there, if you go down to Nebraska, say, 21 nothing in the first quarter, I, I mean, you might have to put Brandon in at some point, right? Because that's oh, yeah. a, hard, a hard deficit for a running quarterback to bring you back from. Well, I'll say this. Listen, Nebraska, that's going to be a tough test. We know that offense against this defense, that doesn't normally go well. And it's, it's understandable why Rutgers' offense kind of played into your hands today. We see teams that are a little bit more vanilla with their offense. Lovey Smith's defense do okay, but... Nebraska's going to stretch it out, and I think that you're going to have to score a lot of points next week. You scored 23 against this Rutgers defense. I don't know how much better or worse Nebraska is compared to that. Um, and and this could be Nolan Void quickly next year or next week, or or you can come out and get a very surprising win, and all of a sudden you can change that narrative to well, was it a bad start? And then they're going to have another resurgent year. Um, I, I'll let that play out next Saturday, but I will say this for as cynical as I am with Lovey, and that's probably going to stand. Let's just enjoy a win. We don't get very many of these and unless we play Rutgers. And I think that's like you said, Isaac, it makes, uh, Saturday or Trevor that Saturdays are a little bit better when your team wins a damn football game and I'll take it. You know, between the bears and the Illini, I haven't had a win in literally a month. 
So I will just take this and run with it. Good Lord, that's right. Well, I think the Bears actually have this weird shot against the Vikings on Monday night, and I don't know if that's going to go anywhere or not. But uh, Okay, so Illinois wins. They're 1-3. and They are not the... Uh, they are not winless as opposed to Penn State, still at 0-4. And if you would have told me that at the beginning of the year, I would have said that's insane. But, um, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see next week. I'm excited at least, guys, to do another one of these next Saturday because here's hoping in the second half it's competitive and then you can maybe look at a, an upset. What do you think the spread uh, – we're all betting men, kind of, right? Maybe Harry not so much, but what do you think the spread is when it gets announced, Illinois-Nebraska? What do you think, Trevor? Good question. Uh, let's go Nebraska minus seven. Really? That's it? Maybe eight. I'll, I'll say eight and a half. I'll land on eight and a half. What do you think, Isaac? I was I was literally going to say eight. Um, so, yeah, me and Trevor are on the same exact page. I'm going to go nine and a half. Um, I mean, Indiana was a seven-point favorite against a Michigan State team that has shown no one anything. So, you know, they, they tend to, to at least start out the market pretty hesitantly. It might climb up to 10 by the end of the week, depending on where the money comes in. But I'll say eight and a half. If there's two things that Harry Black knows, it's MLB trade proposals and, and spreads in Vegas. So what do you say, Harry? I actually thought Trevor hit the nail on the head at, at the uh, you know at the jump. I think it's going to be Nebraska minus seven. Hmm. Uh, just because that kind of feels like the number that they give Illinois because no one really cares enough about Illinois to pay attention and say what the spread should be. So I'm going to say that it's going to start out as Nebraska minus seven. Can you just imagine bookies in Vegas like, what about that Illinois game? Eh, who cares? Make it seven. We'll figure it out. Illinois, that's that team that wears orange, right? Yeah. How about minus seven? Now, let's let's make it look like we know what we're talking about. Let's say seven and a half. That'll really get the people up and get the juices flowing. Well, boys, I hope you have a good rest of your Saturday. Hey, it's a win. We don't get too many of those. We'll take it. And it was a win led by your redshirt freshman quarterback, Isaiah Williams. I am excited about that. Let's just let the kid play because he's going to be here far beyond any coaching staff, and uh, that's an encouraging first start for Isaiah Williams. So we will Rosie take that. Rosie is 2-0, and right? That, that's right. right. A year ago was the Michigan State comeback. She is 2-0 and on this weekend of football games. There you wow. go. Well done, Rosie. That's a dog. All right, well, hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who's a dog? Who's a dog? Uh, Who's a, that's a I dog. Have, I have, I have um, one question. Sure. Um, which was, uh, well, <laughs> I told Trevor this when uh, when I first when I you know woke up and I was watching a first couple plays um, from Isaiah and he would have like a run here or there, and this might also just be me because I never actually watched Juice, but when he, <laughs> when he would run, I would find myself just screaming at like at my phone or at the TV, just run Juice, run, <laughs> even though that's completely not his name. Well, um, I don't know. You're talking about today's game, Harry? I'm sorry. You, you cut out yes, a second there. So yes. I mean, but here's the thing. Like, I, I see, I would see why you'd hearken back to that. And it's, it's like, you know, for Illinois fans, if you think running quarterback and you think exciting young quarterback, I mean, that, yeah, it was, it was Juice. So, you know, you got the same freaking name, for God's sakes. The only Juice Jr. Eddie McGee. You know, Eddie McGee was a talented dude. <laughs> he was. He was like so much raw talent with Eddie McGee. And he took over for Juice in a few of those games that Rose Bowl year. Yep. And yep. wasn't too shabby. So the Eddie McGee, that is a name that will always stay with me because he had some moments. He had some moments. Uh, last thing, guys, we need a name. I came up with one, but uh, I want your thoughts on it. One, one, one. So one, oh, the number I like it. one, W-O-N, 
one. O N E. Yes. Yeah. One 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 is that's so, that's pretty good. That's you guys, was there bad. like a was there like a question mark after the uh the last one? <laughs> Not, it should be oh my goodness. What about a question mark after the first one? Like one question mark? As in like Isaiah? Yeah, he won one. So it's yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. How about yes? Uh, <laughs> Here Harry will compromise. I'll put an umlaut over the first O. I'll do that. <laughs> can you even put umlauts over O's? I don't think you can. Actually, I, I, even... I think Motor yeah, Motorhead. No, can. Motorhead did. Motorhead did with their name, and it makes no sense. Like you can't put actually put an umlaut over every letter in the title. I think my except favorite, for, except for the vowels. When Spinal oh, okay. Tap, Spinal Tap put the umlaut over the N, which you can't really, you know, it's unpronounceable. You can't put it on. You can't put that over letters that aren't vowels because the point of those little emphasis symbols is to change the um it's to change the pronunciation of the vowel all right well i'm, I'm going one 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 and Perfect. i'll spell i'll spell it out i'll spell out all the words should i do that or should the first one be the number one well one of them has to be the number one because then you're indicating that it's isaiah number one yeah, one one yeah i agree Harry. number yeah. one 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 okay got it i'll go with that it's not. Listen, it ain't the best we've ever done, but it, it'll do. It'll do for this one. No, but Harry's right because you can't make both. You can't make both the the front end and the back end the spelled out word O N E because then it's the same thing. So it's got to be like numeral W O N O N E. All right. Yes. All right. We got it. Not bad. So that's a pretty good Saturday, boys. It is three forty two as we're signing off here. So Harry, Trevor, Isaac, we'll do it again next Saturday and. Who knows? Maybe we'll get a sneaky upset. But for now, let's just enjoy this one and carry through the rest of the weekend. So, guys, we will talk to you a week from today. It's going to be another early kick. We'll see you next Saturday, okay? Sounds like a plan. Adios. See you. All right. That's the gang right there. Illinois goes to 1-3 and three on the season behind Isaiah Williams and his 192 rushing yards. So, hey, you got a quarterback, and hopefully he just plays the rest of the year because that is what I'll be looking for regardless of win and loss. And uh, the lovey thing, that'll, that'll take care of itself. But you know what? For the kids and, uh, well, for, for the coaches too, they got to win. They, they sorely needed it. And we'll see if this changes the trajectory of the season or at the very least it can be this moment right now that we can enjoy on an otherwise cold and cloudy weekend. I'll take it. All right, well, it's Rosie's second birthday, so we're going to go celebrate that. But before we do, a reminder, the 200 level is brought to you by DP Doe. Online at dpdoe.com. For all the best deals and prices, go to dpdoe.com and get $5 calzones, $5 calzones using coupon code Mike at dpdoe.com. Also, 4th and Kirby online at 4thandkirby.com. 200 level is your coupon code there for 10% off your order. And, of course, State Farm Agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. For all your insurance needs, that's brianismyguy.com. Alana Inquirer, Champagne Showers Podcast Network. We will be back early or mid-next week. I think we're going to talk with Juan on Wednesday. And we have Illinois basketball to talk about. we got more scheduling news. But for now, hey, listen, enjoy the win. Enjoy Isaiah Williams' performance. And we will see you soon. Stay uh, healthy, stay safe, and we'll talk to you in a few days. It is the 200th level.